Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. SFL Nation, what's going on? Welcome back to Inside the League with your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano. How are y'all doing this evening? Thank you again for joining me. It's exciting times. We're about to start week one of the SFL, and I cannot tell you how excited I am. One is to kind of see how everybody does, right? Uh, But I think it's also, too... Seeing how everything got put together and where teams are at currently, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's it's the 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 piece that I see the most of that I'm most excited about. But regardless of that, how you guys doing? I hope you guys had a wonderful week. Um, as you guys know, last week I told you guys I was on PTO, um, so kind of just in the PTO vibes and everything else and really enjoying myself. But, you know, again, like I do every Friday or try to do every Friday, um, I definitely try to make sure that I am here and give you guys something and talking about the SFL, right, which which we enjoy a lot. Now, this week in the SFL has been crazy. A lot of prep work happening, a lot of um, people coming together and really just making sure that uh, – uh, Everything is executed for tomorrow's first game, which will be on Saturday, January 23rd, and Sunday, January 24th. But before we get started again, welcome back. I just want to say welcome back. Let's get ready with Season 16. We're going to have an amazing show today. Uh, first things first, we're going to talk about Week 1, the schedule, how that looks like, um, and, and maybe some really key games that are coming up that week. Then we'll have interviews with the assistant GM slash wide receiver of the Louisiana Revolution, uh, B. Robo. And then uh, we'll have rookie cornerback Leo Morris of the Portland Fleet, which was our uh, second pick in the first round. So should be very exciting. So without further ado, let's kind of talk about uh, the league and what games we're looking forward to this week. So uh, on Saturday, January 23rd, we have Arizona at Baltimore. That's at 430. Uh, PM and it looks like that will be on TV on 11 Sports, um, streaming on For the Fans and Twitch. Uh, then we have Tulsa at uh, Atlanta at 5:05 PM and that will be on TV, ESPN. Oh, sorry, ESN. Sorry, bonus coverage, uh, streaming and SFL and Twitch. We have uh, Fort Worth at Queen City at 6:40 PM. Uh, that will be on TV on 11 Sports and streaming on For the Fans and Twitch. Uh, Louisiana at Vancouver, that'll be at 7.15 p.m. That's on TV, uh, as well as uh, streaming. It says SFL on Twitch, and it looks like uh, TV uh, ESN bonus coverage on that as well. Uh, we have Florida at Lone Star, that'll be at 9 p.m. Uh, streaming will be on LSN for the fans, Facebook, and on Twitch. And then that last game of Saturday, January 23rd, will be Carolina, Carolina at Las Vegas at 9.20 p.m., and that will be streaming on SFL Twitch. For Sunday's game, January 24th at 11.30 a.m., we got an early game, but it's because we have London at D.C. That will be streaming on For the Fans, as well as on Twitch uh, at 12.05 p.m. 
We have Houston at Jacksonville. That will be streaming on For the Fans bonus coverage. And SFL Twitch uh, at 1.40 p.m. San Diego at Los Angeles streaming For the Fans and on Twitch. And then we have uh, at 2.15 Mexico City at Charleston streaming uh, For the Fans bonus coverage and SFL Twitch. Uh, The 9 o'clock p.m. game for our West Coast fans out there. Uh, Denver at Sioux Falls will be at 9 p.m. And that will be on LSN uh, for the fans, Facebook, and Twitch. And then at 9.20 p.m., we have St. Louis versus our wonderful Portland fleet. Uh, that will be streaming on Twitch, SFL Twitch. So those are your lineups. Those are your games starting tomorrow with Arizona ending on Sunday against us versus St. Louis. Uh, these games, right? Like... <laughs> I think there's a lot of key matchups in these games um, that folks are very excited about. We got the um, playoff situation, um, kind of reliving some of those moments, such as Louisiana versus Vancouver. Um, This will be a matchup, and I I definitely already have seen not smack talking from both sides, but one of the sides already has kind of talked about how they're going to kick Vancouver's butt. So, and we'll have uh, B. Robo here as well to kind of share a little bit more about that um but again that should be a very exciting game lone star florida they have their their situation where florida has beat them twice and lone star is looking to show revenge this season by going against the folks that beat them uh last season uh arizona at baltimore should be very interesting because again arizona has grown season to season to season so a great kind of hey where's our growth going to even more it's awesome to go against the, the, the champions of season 15 and really see what they have in place, um, you know, against a championship caliber team who kept everybody. So, again, you are facing a championship caliber team, and that should be very interesting. London at D.C., um, I find interesting, and, and I'll share with you why. One, because we know London has gone through a transition from the front office even down to its team, right? Uh, some players no longer with London are find themselves with new franchises. So I think, again, the London versus D.C. game will be very big. It should be should be interesting to watch. I think everybody wants to see what London, that hard work that they've done, come, you know, comes to play. And then with D.C., with how many draft picks they had, as well as, you know, again, Kevin Say in the minors was a home run hitter at times, right? Like he can change the whole game's dynamic and do it himself and again yes he's a rookie but he's a rookie that comes in well amongst uh running backs that are already in the league so it should be very interesting how that plays out as well as having uh josh gill having uh kingston ellington as well uh and seeing how all them play with shabazz i think it should be very interesting to watch and i think a lot of people are going to be just watching to see kind of those two come together and see who ends up being on top um the San Diego versus Los Angeles game, I think I'm very excited about uh, solely because it allows me to see our uh, Pacific Division rivals at work, right? Um, <laughs> I think, again, a lot of people aren't giving respect to the Lycans, which I don't really see why not. There's, they, they were moved franchise, right? Relocated franchise. So they didn't really lose anybody, and then they gained time. Well, Tom Rahman and Rochelle came in, and, and they're the ownership, but Rochelle has her player on there. Um, Tom brought his kids, who are already stellar as it is. Um, 
you know, adding Sully. Like, it's just a lot of things that I see at the end of the day that, and they kept the core, per, you know, Robert Johnson. They still kept him, kept some of the other core pieces. So it is going to be very interesting, but I think people don't give the credit to Los Angeles. And this will be a great opportunity to also see kind of like a litmus test to see how San Diego does since they are also an expansion team as well. Finally, the game that I kind of see being more of a, how do I say this, um, a sleeper game, right? And we're going to talk about Denver and Sioux Falls. It's not the sleeper game. I'm talking about the St. Louis versus Portland game, right? Uh, St. Louis making a lot of changes, um, you know, getting some people leaving um, and going, finding other opportunities. So, again, seeing how they fill in those gaps. We have a rookie corner, uh, quarterback who did amazing in the minors, right? Uh, first game that he's ever playing, and he broke a lot of records in the SFL minor. So I was very excited to see what he does in the majors. And for the part of Portland, see, Portland, we – I'm really excited just to see how all my, my team grows from last season, right? And that's a little bit of a different viewpoint because I am the general manager, but I do want to see how everybody plays together. I do want to see how the changes come to play, um, the growth of the rookies from last season, the new free agents that we acquired that have been amazing since they've gotten here. So it's going to be very interesting to see. And then tonight, you know, I'll be working on announcing the captains beforehand. Uh, so my team knows who's going to be rallying them this whole season, which is very exciting because it was a vote amongst all team members as well as front office staff to ensure that we had the right people in the right positions to lead our, our team. And it, and it gave a really awesome viewpoint on how each player sees one another, which I think, again, is awesome because it shows the camaraderie and, and, the, and the unity you're trying to create in a locker room. So I think it's pretty awesome. Um, but I think folks should look at that, right? Portland had a phenomenal defense when it came down to aerial attack. So uh, giving Christian Brown the opportunity to try to throw that air that out with a defense who played pretty well on that side of the ball is interesting. But, you know, again, they do have Cairo Martinez, who is a very good runner, who is, again, run defenses where we, we did suffer a little bit last season. But we found improvements. And we definitely have two linebackers who would definitely enforce that as well. So I think there's a lot of great things to view on that game, and I'm so excited to see it. Again, Denver at Sioux Falls, you're looking at a, another game that is a um, that is a, a playoff type of game, right? So you're getting a playoff caliber game in your first week of the SFL. And, and, and again, not saying none of these other games are important, right? Like, it's still really good. Seeing what Tulsa is able to do against a, a, a team like Atlanta who won it, two seasons ago that's still going to be a great game Fort Worth versus Queen City that has its own internal rivalry with Hacker coming from um, Queen City having his own team and now going against his old team in Queen City so I think that has underlining tones that would be excited to see we already talked about Louisiana versus Vancouver in that situation Florida and Lone Star we already talked about that uh, Carolina at Las Vegas that again doesn't have the same type of ties. I think it, that game is more curious because of what it, um, Carolina had picked up during the during the free agency period. And then you have uh, Las Vegas, who, again, due to Los Angeles coming out, we don't have the same um, view of what Las Vegas will actually be. Um, so I think, again, uh, it's going to be where... Any of these games can really pop off. 
You have Houston versus Jacksonville, and that should be a great game. Seeing what Houston was able to do with the situations that happened all this offseason. And, again, very interested to see what that game ends up being with Houston versus Jacksonville. Uh, then we have Mexico City at Charleston, which will be a great game. Again, these are two teams that have been around for a while. And this gives an opportunity to show another team, two teams that could potentially always be brought about in the uh, conversation when it comes down to um, who who may be potentially being another playoff team. So, again, any of the uh, any of the, the folks that um, you know play this weekend, I think would be awesome and great uh, because you don't know what these games are going to bring, and I think that's something that's always intriguing about every week when you come into these. Uh, and I apologize one second but I, I think again whatever game you decide to view I'm going to be watching all of them from Saturday to Sunday just to see how each game plays out and then we'll give you the reactions on SFL Audible um, as well as um, as well as uh, you know who who ends up being the, the stories right like I think this season a lot of folks are thinking that we won't be able to I guess come out of this, right? They have us going four, four and and and, and eight, I think, um, and it's uh, or four and something, right? But I think again, whatever that may be, I'm hoping for us to really show what we have possible. I think the defense has grown amazingly. Uh, so again, seeing that growth into the second season, but then also seeing the the offense finally find it to where it mixes together and the growth of everybody who is now involved. From Gene Valentine, Art Vandalay to myself, uh, adding Benjamin Warner and then adding Zeke and then seeing John's uh, transition and how great that has really been. I think that's really going to show what that may be. But with, without further ado, um, and I'm sorry if I was kind of distracted, I wanted to make sure before I brought this person in uh, to the show that I made sure it was them. So before I, I say who it is, thank you again for, for joining the show. Uh, it is assistant GM and wide receiver for the Louisiana Revolution, B.E. Robo, a.k.a. Bruce Robinson. What's going on? Hey, Nelson. How are you, buddy? I'm good, good, good. I, I You know, um, this week I'm on PTO, so it, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, the wife has put me to work. Uh, she was like, I got you for a whole week, and you need to oh, yeah. help me around the house and some of the chores that are around. So even though it's been a little bit of R&R, uh, it hasn't been as much of relaxing as I was hoping. But we got a lot of stuff done, and uh, I was able to also try to catch up with some of these web series like WandaVision and The Mandalorian, which I never get a chance to watch. Oh. How's WandaVision? You know what? So... The way it starts kind of grabs you because it, it starts off, you know, um, kind of like just like like regular, like like you wouldn't notice what you're watching because I don't want to spoil it. But then it progressively starts becoming more noticeable what's going on in the situation. So I think that's interesting to kind of see how they take that story through this. And, you know, something's happening, but you want to see exactly how we're getting to this standpoint. And then finally, where is this in the timeline? Um, because I think that's another interesting, another part that a lot of folks are interested in is what timeline is WandaVision at? Because we know that Vision gets killed in the movies and whatnot. So 
it's very strange to see where this is at or if this is even the real vision. So it, it's, it's good, though. If you're going to watch it, go ahead. I'm just I hate waiting for episodes. But my my wife forced me this week to watch it, and now I'm, I, we finished episode three, and I'm like sitting here like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, I'm, I've been trying to wait for more episodes to come out before I uh, started watching. Mm. Please do, because if you're like me, it, it just it sucks. Really, it really does suck. But I appreciate you being on. Right, um, I wanted to bring you on one because we we play in the SSF together. Right, you are my GM of the Knox, Knox City um, team, so it, it's kind of like again, great to have you on there. And then again, um, I seen some things recently that that I really felt strongly with, and I felt like, hey, uh, Robo is is a very stand up person. I, I when we had the survey asking how my end of season was, I mentioned very highly of you and Freddie, um, just because you guys were always day in and day out, making sure every Monday we had our talks and make sure it was a team effort to put everything together. So just by everything, your character and how you carry yourself, man, uh, it's an honor to have you on the show today. Um, just because of the No, of- I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's been good to get to know you in the off season, uh, you know, from the SFL and, uh, you know, get to know you as a scruffy, uh, the Knoxville <laughs> city scruffies. And, yeah. uh, we take that, we take that pretty seriously. We, you know, we, we don't shave before game day. So, uh, uh, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun in the beta season. Yeah. And and I think it's awesome too, how it allows us to communicate. Cause again, we all know each other through the SFL, but because of like your example, you're on Louisiana, I'm on, you know, Portland and there's not really much requirements for all of us to communicate. It's really awesome to be on the team with, you know, you, Dave, uh, Freddie, Roska, Nacho, Steven Hacker. I mean, like all these people that I normally probably wouldn't interact with normally other than on Gen Chat, right? Um, it's awesome to really interact together on, um, you know, on everything a- as a whole. So, like I said, you've been such a stand up person and you're so patient. <laughs> I'm going to say one thing about you. you you're very patient, um, but you're, you're also understanding and you, you, you do very, you do, do great on, on listening to feedback and then allowing us to feel as part as much as the team as possible right so thank you again i appreciate it but you know before we get into anything i, I, I kind of want much. you no problem, no problem i want you to kind of explain about who you are um because it's funny right I, I find out it's bruce robinson but i don't think everybody knows that it was bruce robinson and it's kind of curious to no. see how the be robo came to be um but yeah tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, so I'm Bruce Robertson, uh, 51 years old and live in South Carolina. Um, the robo kind of started when I was in the Marine Corps. Um, and many, many of you know Dave Axis. He and I, he and I met in the Marine Corps. And uh, this was back in 1988. So I've actually known Dave for they're almost 33 years. Um, so uh, long-time friendship. He and, I, he and I get along well and... Um, it's just been, you know, he's he's the reason why I came to the SFL, and ultimately the SF. I can't hardly say it. SSF, and um, but you know, he he tried for a while to to get me to join, and I was like, I don't really get it. I don't I don't understand watching a a simulated game that I'm not really part of. And what do you mean? I 
you put in AI stuff and you control it. I just didn't really kind of get all that. But uh, um, so he kind of brought me in. But kind of back to your question, where Robo comes from is if uh, I mentioned 1988 when I was in the Marine Corps, that was about the time the original movie RoboCop came out. Oh wow! Okay. And so uh, um, we had a we had a sergeant uh, on duty who kind of liked to give out nicknames. And so my and, and my my last name is actually pronounced Robertson, but it's a lot of people mispronounce it Roberson. Okay, so uh, I got called Roberson pretty much the entire time I was in the Corps, um, but Robo and Roberson kind of became Robocop. And so I was Robocop for a lot of years, and then after I got out of the Marine Corps, I kind of shortened it down to Robo because you know I'm not a police officer, so I, I didn't want to be a cop anymore. <laughs> But yeah. uh, so I became Robo. I became Robo, and uh, it's kind of funny how that nickname, even though in my in my everyday life, other than than being in the service, uh, nobody ever called me that. But um, uh, as I started having children and and so forth, they became you know Robo Junior and Robo Wife and all those kind of things. So it's a uh, uh, it's it's a kind of a nickname that's carried on through the generations, which is kind of funny. So. Um, with my name being Bruce Robertson, my, my middle initial is E. Uh, so the BE came from Bruce Evan Robertson. Uh, but the intention was kind of, it was intended to be kind of funny. Uh, it was kind of like the old um, Michael Jordan commercials. I want to be like Mike. Yeah. I wanted everybody to be, I wanted everybody to be like Robo. So uh, uh, it was kind of a play on my initials and, and the, and the, uh, Michael Jordan stuff and, and, and being like Robo. <laughs> well, that's quite interesting. I'm going to give you my, <laughs> my theory. You know, one, before we get into my theory, I do want to say thank you for serving. And um, it looks like Cam Curtis in the chat, as well as John Trusman, also want to thank you for, for your service in this country, right? Like, I never got to serve. And, um, and my family doesn't come from, like, a background of military. Um, but my <laughs> wife's family... You know, my, my sister-in-law is in the Air Force. My ex-brother-in-law was a, a Marine. And they showed me another nice. side of the military that allowed me to understand that when you make that, that commitment, which you're getting yourself into, right, but also how great that other side can be and how that, how that is really a brotherhood amongst everybody. Um, even if you're from different branches or whatever the case may be, there still is a level of respect and understanding, even though each one has their views on the other so we don't have to right. get into that what the other views are but it's so we, we don't want to talk about the navy because after talking about it, <laughs> exactly talk about right <laughs> uh but you know again by me being around them and me understanding and seeing how great that culture can be but then i think it's also to speaking to soldiers who gave me different viewpoints than i thought right like i thought when when you went into the military you had that mindset of just like hey it is always just about the military but when you talk to each individual, you find out there's different walks of life of why they joined the military. There were some people who joined sure. because they didn't have a way to get out of the situation they were in, um, you know, in the cities that they were in. And Los Angeles is a huge recruitment for a lot of people because they feel like that's the only way out of Los Angeles. You know, right. you get opportunity to go down to San Diego, kind of start off a new life, and then you get these perks that they're hoping that will help them stay out of Los Angeles and eventually you know, be upstanding citizens anywhere else. And then you find the people who come from backgrounds of it, families of it, you know, it's real awesome to see everybody's reasoning to go into the military. But I thank every single 
servicemen, every single person who has served for this country, because again, I never got the chance to do it. And I have the utmost respect now that I seen the other side to say, Hey, thank you so much for serving for our country. So now <laughs> to the robo, you know, it's stuff. funny, it's funny, yeah. it's funny you touched on that because, um, let me elaborate. That was kind of, uh, I, I didn't grow up in inner city and I wasn't around, you know, in gangs and things like that. But, um, that was the reason why I joined the Marine Corps, to be honest with you, because I wanted to get out of my situation. I, I grew up in a, in a broken family. My father and mother divorced when I was five years old. Um, my mother raised me on a, uh, a seventh grade education. She didn't have a very good education, so obviously she didn't have a great job. Uh, so I grew up, uh, you know, very poor. Um, and, and by all definition, I was, I was very poor. And uh, when I graduated high school, uh, I knew I didn't have money to, to go to college, so I started working. And I started working in a a, uh, a paper mill, uh, making cardboard boxes. And if you've ever worked in that in that type of environment, uh, paper cuts, paper hurts. Mm-hmm. And you know, I came home with hundreds of paper cuts all over my hand, working in the hundred degree heat. You know, slinging slinging cardboard around for all day long. And I'm like, this shit is not for me. And so I was like, I wanted a way to, you know, go, go to school. And, and, um, so I joined the Marine Corps, uh, initially for, I wanted the GI bill. I wanted to be able to go back to school Now, obviously serve my country and so forth. Everybody has their own reasons, but, um, my motivating factor was I wanted to go to school. So, uh, and I'm going to make the story long and short, so I apologize, but, uh, (laughs) uh, I had actually decided I was going to join the Marine, uh, the Air Force. Oh wow! And, uh, <clears throat> so I went to the air, to the Air Force recruiter, and I was like, "I want to, I want to, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want this job guarantee, and I want to leave in two months." And they were like, "We can give you all those things, but you're going to have to wait a year." And I said, oh. "See you later." I went two doors down. I told the Marine Corps recruiter, "I said, I want this, I want that, I want this job, and I want to leave in two months." And they were like, "Sign here." So, um, so literally two months later, uh, I, I joined the Corps, uh, went to Paris Island, and within a few months, I was off to Southern California, a little country kid from South Carolina, uh, living in Southern California, which is where I met uh, uh, my now closest friend, uh, Dave Axis. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um, that's what I'm saying. I think seeing all those stories right because that that first story is the story that i grew up around right like dave knows i'm from la um and a lot of my friends including myself were heavily recruited hey you know come out you know da da da. like i mean trying and even to have me take one of the tests i guess like to see where i could potentially score uh even mm-hmm. the navy guy came in and tried to do that my mom was like i'm not signing my son up for the military like you're tripping so right but it, it happened to a lot of my friends where we, I mean, honestly, we grew up around gangs. We grew up around a lot of things. And for them, for me, I always got to escape. Like I came back and forth from Maryland to LA because my parents were divorced, but I still got to experience stepping out of Los Angeles and seeing other places and they didn't. So they took the decision to join the military. Right. So that, that's a true right. viewpoint that I have of, of people that I know, but I think again, seeing like, other situations like you said school how many of them how many folks that i mean it was like hey school was a huge priority and they were willing to pay and 
you know, the military gave me some type of structure as well, where, where I'm in school, I have a structured job that I know what I'm doing and I know I have great benefits. So like I said, it's awesome to kind of see each and every story because when I was growing up, I was like, man, if you're a soldier, like that must be like something that you're like in love with. But I met soldiers that weren't, they're like, Hey, no, I'm not, I'm not in love with this. Right. I do it because I want to serve my country. Yes. But I don't believe in so-and-so like whoever the president is, I don't believe in what they believe in. Right. Um, but I still have, I still want to serve my country. I think those were all honestly sure. so interesting viewpoints that I was like, I didn't think that was the case. I thought a soldier would never be like, I don't like so-and-so or whatever the case may be. Right. Just because <laughs> of what you're kind of preconditioned, but then you really get to meet people. And you're like, they're like, Hey, I did this for whatever reason. And yeah. now I'm here, but yeah. I just like, regardless of whatever your reason is, I always say thank you because again, I couldn't do it. Um, so the folks that can do it by all means, you know, I give you even more respect. And then we know that the Marines is a lot tougher in the boot camps. Nothing against airmen. Love all my airmen that are out there. But I have spoken to an airman and I have spoken to a Marine and the Marine basic training, everything like that is, is more it's, intensified. Uh, it's a different life. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, different it's, life. it's intensified. It's a lot more rugged. And honestly, if you go through that program, I even give you even that much more respect um, just because I know how difficult it is. And Paris Island is a very, I mean, both of them are from the East Coast and the West Coast, but Paris Island specifically, especially here on the East Coast, is a very, very known for the Marines. And there's only that two that I know of, right, which is Paris Island and the one in San Diego, which depending right. on what side Yeah, they're called the uh, Hollywood Marines. Um, <laughs> they're still Marines, but... Uh, Let's just, we just know the history. We know the history. Yes. We know the history comes from Paris Island. So we, I don't want nobody, no beef out here. Okay. No beef. (laughs) You want beef? Send it to Robo. Nelson's keeping it casual, but nonetheless. It's all all love. It's all love. It's all love. So now that we kind of see how you got here, right. So access was like, Hey, check this out. And in your story, honestly, is very similar to us. Any of us, like even my story, right. I, didn't see the SFL and none of that stuff on TV. I probably would have never seen it because I rarely watch TV, right? I watch YouTube videos, right? Like uh, the YouTube, you just type in what you want to see and boom, it's it's there. You'll see a documentary mm-hmm. or uh, a story or somebody do, reviewing this or that or whatever. So I don't really watch TV. And when I was introduced to it, I was introduced to it by Mel, which is our head coach and, and director of player personnel. And he was like, hey, check this out. And I was in the same point. I was like, what are you talking about? What is this like simulation? And these are people. And he he explained it awesome, though. He was like, hey, you know how we play Madden franchise mode? It's that in real life. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Then that just clicked with me. But at first I was just like, yeah, I was like, what is this? What are you talking about? What is right? controllerless gaming you know and and then what commitment do i have to so so it really got into a thing and and my wife will always remember he introduced it to me because he's my vet right okay we always talk about the washington football team so i went over there to um our team in washington i don't remember uh right now there is no name on that team but uh, there is somebody there now, right? Uh, but no, no, uh, we're good. <laughs> but then he goes ahead and he tells, you know, um, he starts telling me about it. When my wife was like, this appointment. And he he actually, it's, it's always funny. He would book me for about an hour, an hour and a half. But the appointment for my dogs would only be about 15 minutes. So 
50 oh, minutes, we text the dogs, hey, Nelson, is this what's going on? Boom, 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 boom. We get all that business out the way. And then we talk about football the rest of the time. So uh, we, we became really close friends that way. And then long and behold, I'm here now and running, you know, uh, a GM on a team here and just having a blast. And I didn't think I would be in a situation, but it's awesome to know that you kind of had that same introductory uh, which sure. means that yeah. you, you kind of had that same feeling like, what is this? And, and But now you're hooked. So it, how did you get from, I guess, now on from the couch, per se, to getting to uh, Louisiana, which you're currently the assistant GM at? Right. So um, as I mentioned, Dave kind of turned me on to the, the idea of the SFL. And I really kind of put him off for a, over an entire season. So several months, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. And um, next thing I know, my, my children are, I have two, I have a boy and a girl, both are in college now. So it's just the wife and I. So we have a lot more time on our hands. And uh, traditionally for my job, I, I travel almost every week. So I'm, I'm in an airplane going somewhere every week. And uh, all of a sudden COVID hit. And I'm like, I'm sitting at home. I have nothing to do. Uh, I need something to do. I need a hobby. And so I started kind of looking at the SFL, and I'm like, this could be a good hobby. And I started watching the games and all that while I signed up. And I landed in the minors uh, with Salt Lake. And uh, uh, that was a great that was a great place for me to land. Uh, there were guys in there like Bo Martin Jr. and, and Ross Napoli, who was the, the coach, and <clears throat> that's a great minor league organization to get started with, especially with, uh, you know, some of the guys that, uh, that I was in there with. So I think the season had actually started or it just started the minor leagues. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the pro season had just started and, um, Bo was actually being courted by, um, London. So I started kind of giving him a little, some jabs. I'm like, you traitor, you know, in, in chat in the locker room. I'm like, you're a traitor. You're going to go, you're going to go there and you're going to do this. You're going to leave us. And, uh, all, all the while, um, Ross Napoli, who, who I, I mentioned was the head coach is also now the GM for, for Louisiana. Um, I guess kind of noticed my energy in the, in the locker room and I was a tight end and he had a tight end position that opened up on the team and and said would I be interested in it and of course um after talking with Gerald and, and Jeff Mellison and and Ross um yeah of course I was and this was a solid team you know they were they were winning games uh yeah we had we had guys like Reggie Streeter who were just freaking phenomenal and I was like yeah I want to be part of that so uh I made the transition in week five to uh to move over to Louisiana as a tight end. And um, it, it, we had a little struggle because the player that I replaced his value uh, uh, was caught up in a little bit of scandal, and I, won't, I don't really want to go too much oh, yeah. into that yeah, now. No but, uh, that. Um, but that player got kind of caught up in there. My, my player value got kind of knocked down and so forth. And I'm like, well, now do I really want to be here? Is this really the right decision <laughs> I made? Man. But uh, I hung in there in Louisiana. Um, I love those guys. They're 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 my they're my guys. And we, um, I 
developed a love for the team and a love for SFL and uh, decided at the end of the season, I'm like, I want to do more. Uh, you know, I think I, I can do more than just be a player on the field. So I, uh, uh, I mentioned to Ross and, and Jeff that because uh, Ross was being promoted from assistant GM to GM, and I'm like, if that spot is open, that, that, that assistant spot is open, I'd like to have it. I want to learn more about what's going on in this league, and I want you guys to teach it to me. So that's kind of how, uh, and they they accepted. They were they were, you know, glad glad to have me on the team and glad to have me you know interested in the front office. And uh, it's kind of gone from there. So I'm looking really forward to my first full season because let's face it, I joined in August, and uh, I'm already, you know, moving up into the front office of, uh, of a very good franchise. And I think again, right? Like I always talk about how. There's some great people that come out of the SFLM. They're going into these positions, right? Like, my story is the same way. I, I played one game with Annapolis as their linebacker, and then the opportunity arose to be the GM, and I had to give up my linebacker to come be the GM here at, at Portland and then start off at a player at base copper. Now, mm-hmm. that, that was a sacrifice, but what meant more to me was to – created to be part of the experience of a team right and being the backbone to my team and and letting them know like hey look you know i chose you i have you here i got to make sure you're happy and make sure that you know the game plan and you know what we're about and make sure i keep things in line while the director player personnel is ensuring that again all progressions are being done players are happy that they are in, in a good standpoint and see the developmental pieces from there and you know, so it, it's all a teamwork, but, like, I gave up that sacrifice to be there because that was more important to me, right? But, right. again, had one full season. My player has gotten better, so I'm excited to see what he does on season, you know, in his second go around. Um, but I think, again, it's going to just be exciting. It's just exciting at the end of the day for myself seeing this happening, but I had to give up my player, unfortunately, to do it. And it looked like you had to deal with some type of sacrifice as well to have it but you're right you came to a team first year coming out and came out guns a blazing right you got you guys in you guys in semifinals and that's semifinals. an awesome job with you know everything that kind of went about and you could have been at the dance as well which i think again speaks volumes of what you your organization was able to bring together and to still do that with the adversity of last season um i think even speaks even greater as well so it's it's awesome what you're doing there. Very excited to see that growth happen. And even if the growth was quick, it doesn't matter, right? Like when opportunity arises, you gotta seek you gotta jump on that opportunity. But I think also too what people gotta understand is it's not like they just gave it to you. You have to also show the initiative and the sure. and the professionalism and the understanding to say, Hey, I'm gonna take this serious because I feel like if you take something like this and you don't take it serious and you don't contribute and you don't kind of show some type of production it can hurt your brand and it makes those opportunities become less and less and less, which we've seen some folks go into free agency and they can't find a home and they try to understand why it's because either how'd you carry yourself or how you interacted with other people and probably didn't give you the same opportunities. Or when you had the opportunity, you never capitalized on it. And now it's kind of hard to take a flyer on you because now we know what you might be about. You see what I'm saying? So very, very excited to see what you guys did. You didn't need to sign anybody. I think you only got how many people did you pick up on free agency? I think two, right? We yeah, we picked up two. 
and um, in the you know there were um, as I mentioned I was brought in as tight end but as we were looking at um, some other uh, other candidates um, it was pretty obvious that we wanted uh, Frank Wade or, or Garrison Blue uh, on our team so um, he w- he was looking and you know we wanted to bring him in either as a wide receiver three or, or a tight end. And as we started running the numbers, you know, with the cap and everything else and uh, a couple of options, you know, we did take a little bit of a cap hit because of the uh, the stuff from last season. But um, it, you know, I was asked, do I want to move to a wide receiver? And I'm like, well, that sounds interesting. You know, I mean, uh, I did like, I did like the tight end, but uh but now I'm, uh, you know, as I, as I look, started looking at the numbers and looking at the the growth path uh, and looking at the overall organization, because now I'm not just a uh, a guy out there trying to hear my name uh, being called, which is fantastic, by the way. I'm not diminishing that at all. Um, <clears throat> but for somebody who was looking for uh, what was the betterment of the team and <clears throat> and how we grow. Um, we needed a guy like Frank who brings more things, uh, not just on the field, but that off the field that, that benefit the team. And um, it made sense for me to move to, to wide receiver. So that was a tra- another transition I made um, uh, in the offseason. So uh, and bringing him and, and uh, MYO uh, as well to our defense. Yeah. And, and that's what it's, it's, you always hear the veteran owners talk about what is kind of what you need to do is try to keep your team together. And I think you did a really good job of adding pieces and keeping the team still together. Right. Um, you being able to move into the wide receiver role gives that, that standpoint of that stability there. Right. Because again, mm-hmm. you know, a, a player was lost during free agency. Right. So this now solidifies that position and knowing that number three doesn't have to be worried about anymore I think you're three or, or two. Yeah, I'm actually three. Um, okay, three. Which is, uh, which is which is fine with me. Um, yeah, it solidifies it, right? I, like you know, somebody's yeah. going to be there who is here for the team, so they're okay with being at three. So it's a smart move on that standpoint than bringing in somebody like Frank, who is like you said on and off the field a great person. Um, so you have him, and I used to play with him in Annapolis, so that's how I know him. So shout out to Frank, right? Okay, and then right. Um, you know, then showing up again the backfield, which already had strong players like Tank Bennett, like Evan Arthur and everything else, right? Like you guys already had a very Michael. deep backfield. So to add Wyo made a lot of sense. And, you know, very excited to see what you guys do uh, this season. I know a lot of people are pulling for you and have you guys winning a lot of things. So um should be very interesting at the end of the day to to see where you guys end up. Now, I understand why you chose wide receiver before we, go into um, if you didn't model your player after anybody. I do want to a- ask you, what is the fun <laughs> fact about you that nobody knows about? Um, I always love to hear this because it, it's so interesting, Each every every person's fun fact, but what is yours, Robo? Yeah, I, um, I, I'm going to back up on that question about the, who did I model my player after because I technically <laughs> took one of my favorite, one of my favorite tight ends uh, in Tony Gonzalez. And oh, that's uh, my guy. Uh, and kind of and kind of meshed him with uh, uh, George Kittle and a little bit of uh, Travis Kelsey. So it's mm. a it's a little little pepper mix of uh, of those guys. Um, so to transition over to wide receiver, 
all I had, I'm a little bit tall, but all I had to do was lose a little weight so I can get a little faster. And, uh, uh, I've been working on that in the off season, but the, uh, the fun fact, um, and I've been kind of, I, I heard your interview with, uh, with Soto, I guess last week. And, yeah. uh, uh, I, so I've been thinking about this question. I guess the most ironic thing about being in this league, uh, being not only the SFL, but uh, doing soccer sims as well, is I do not own a game system. I, really? I am not a gamer. I do not. <laughs> well, you and I have talked. I'm trying yeah. to buy a PS5 to be a better, uh, no. be a better player. But uh, um, I didn't join it because I was a gamer or or anything like that. I. I I really joined it for the community and the fun and so forth, but um, I'm, I'm I'm desperately looking for a PS5 out there. So if anybody knows where one is, let me know. But uh, I do not <laughs> own a game system, so so it, wow. it makes it kind of difficult to uh, to sim and those kind of things. But uh, we've managed to make it work in uh, uh, in both leagues. Uh, Dave and I spent a lot of time, uh, especially in soccer. Um, I do a lot more sim than soccer, but. Uh, we spent a lot of time sharing, sharing, sharing a screen, but um, uh, but I, I am I do not own a game system. How about that? <laughs> that is a fun fact because I, I would have never known <laughs> with the way that you carry yourself in the soccer league as well as in the SFL that you didn't have a console. I thought you had one the whole time. And uh, the no, PS5, no, I, my, I'm hoping, uh... <laughs> I'm hoping that you get that finally. <laughs> Yeah, my it's it's funny. I told you I had college kids, um, but my my son took the PS4 when he left um, to go to school, and then uh, my daughter recently was looking for a, a way to watch Netflix on her on her TV, so she took my PS3. So uh, I, I have had consoles in the past. I'm not unfamiliar with it, but uh, <laughs> uh, my children my children have wiped me out. Yeah. They, they 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 knew that you were the plug to get the get all the consoles. So they didn't really have to spend no money. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yep, you know, exactly. as, as a father, you're gonna give them whatever you can. So, uh, and and I do want to share. You actually have a question. This question comes from my from a Portland Fleet member uh, Benjamin Warner, who says, "What team do do you think has the biggest threat to uh, Louisiana this year?" Good question. Um. We played Denver twice this season, so um, I appreciate the commissioner uh, doing that to us. Um, but uh, but we play them twice this year, so that could be could be they're not in our and and it's out of uh, our division, so it's kind of weird. But um, so two non-conference games with Denver uh, could hurt um, in our division. I really you know. Uh, uh, I, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna take our division. Um, you know, we start this we start the season out with Vancouver, who's a very good team who put up a, a good fight in the first round of the playoffs last season. Um, so, you know, teams like Denver, Vancouver, and so forth, uh, uh, you know, they're gonna keep us on our toes. Yeah. All right. Well, Ben, hopefully that answers your question. I think I even talked about it too, right? Because Vancouver. Um, you knocked them out, right? So you guys played, yep. and you knocked them out. So I know that there's a little bit of, hey, getting back at you guys for that. Um, sure. But it, it's, again, two really great teams in that in Denver. So it makes sense. Now, 
getting back to your tight end, when you chose your tight end, because I know tight end and then the wide receiver role was presented to you and it made a lot of sense, right? But did you consider any other mm-hmm. positions when you were thinking about the positions available, such as tight end and so on and so forth? You know, when I created the player, um, unfortunately, as good as the SFF is, we're kind of not really good at preparing new people for what to expect, meaning um, how to choose a how to choose a position, how to choose a body type, how to all the things that are super important in this in this league. And you know, for example, everybody wants to be a quarterback, and but there's yeah. only so many teams that have quarterbacks and. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys, and I talked to a lot of guys in the minors this, this year. Um, I kind of made it a point to reach out to uh, a lot of those minor league quarterbacks and just kind of get a feel for what they were thinking, and you know, and and how they how they saw the league. But when you first join the league, you're you're lost. There's not a lot, there's not a lot of of, uh, of help. So luckily, I had a guy like Dave who. Um, he didn't, you know, pick my position for me, but he gave me things to think about um, as far as, you know, how do you how do you want to build your player? And not only that, if you build your player this way, is it, it can it transition from a tight end to a wide receiver or for a, from a tight end to to another position? Um, you know, how how do you want to progress yourself? What do you see yourself in the future? And those are a lot of things that that luckily I had some guidance with. To uh, to kind of originally build my player, I knew I wanted to be a tight end. I, I knew that from from the very beginning. I just wanted to make sure I built that player correctly. Yeah, and and that's <laughs> like I the the build part. I think it's what always interests me the most because you're right. If you don't build them correctly, like they can as much as you can throw at them, sometimes they don't perform as others when you get that right mix. Um, you know the players, mm-hmm. right? Like that are out there in this league that are just overpowered, but you know, still do an amazing job. I think you have one of them as your running back, right? Registrator who yeah, we, has we might have one. built yeah. and he is a workhorse, right? And you can kind of see like compare Reggie to any other running back at this moment. And you can see that Reggie has that little bit extra. So you, you looking at his builds will really kind of help you understand what may be helping out. So it's really cool to see. Sure. Now, uh, what has been your experience? Uh, what has your experience been in the SFL? I know you say you love the community and everything, but how has that experience been for you? It's actually been better than uh, than I could have ever imagined. Um, you know, I've already, uh, like I said, I was looking for a hobby, and what I found was some friends. And uh, um, you know, and, and you, Nelson. I mean, you're you're on my team in in Jack in uh, uh, Knox Knox City, and you know, making friends like like you and some of the other guys. I mean, I actually physically met. Um, Eddie Gage, Eddie Gage. <laughs> which caused a so. caused a stir, right? Like folks thinking over <laughs> yeah, here. Eddie, Eddie gonna... lied on Eddie lied on me a little bit, so uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he caused a little bit of a stir. But uh, uh, I, I, I actually retweeted his tweet and was like, I didn't exactly say that, but uh, um, we were kind. Of, he was kind of having fun, and I was having fun. But uh, we got a good chance to have lunch together. So I mean, this is a guy who lives in Arizona, you know, and yeah. Probably, I probably would have never had a chance to to ever meet before. So uh, I think the relationships you make are are, are crucial. It's, it's more like instead of there's a game and you make friends, I think you, you can make friends and have fun watching the game. 
Yeah, and and that's the part that's awesome, right? Like I've never met Jacob personally, but he's like one I speak to him almost on a daily be- basis, whether it's text or call. And like I said, Mel, right? Me and Mel have became a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And Al, because you know Al's my DC, like. We've all kind of built this bond and then every single relationship I have with every single one of my players now, including everybody outside of the, the, the organization who I have friendships with yourself, Dave, Ashley, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And I think that's the, that's the part that makes it awesome. Right. And, you know, again, you don't may you may not agree with everything that happens in this league, but you find people who un, you can kind of have common ground with and actually have a conversation with. So you can find those, pieces in the community that can make you feel a little bit more uh welcome than others and you know you you talked about it best right we don't really do a good job of how we bring people in like how you get started yeah we have videos and other things of that sort but it really does help when you have somebody who knows the league and can teach hand in hand right you had dave me and mel were learning at the same time and then, you know, I met Jacob and Jacob was that anchor for me to teach me more about this league. And then, you know, meeting everybody else and kind of talking and understanding and like growing in this league. It's it's really been awesome how everything kind of comes to play. And then, like I said, I'm able to do the show. This show's only here because I like to get people that I know that I would like to get know, know more about you in a way that is, one, getting everybody the involvement to hear it as well. So, you're not just talking with me, but you're talking to everybody and every listener, and they're getting sure. to know, yeah. you know, Robo. And it's again, that's the whole point of the show, so everybody can kind of share that. And you know, if you hear an interview, and you're like, "Oh, that person sounds really cool. Let me reach out to them." Now you know who that person is, and maybe find something a common ground that you can build that friendship even more. So now, absolutely, absolutely. What do you enjoy most about the SFL? Like, if somebody asked you that, like, "Hey, what do you enjoy most of it all?" You know, with the relationships, with everything in the community, what is what do you enjoy most about it? Um, I enjoy winning games. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've talked about the relationships and everything else. So the competitive side comes out. You know, I want to, I want to win. You know, I want to, I want to win with my boys. I want to, I want to crush the other team. You know, just like any other sport. So. Um, uh, just like I take that same mentality with, with soccer. I'm like, we've got to, you know, we're not at the top, but we're going to try our damnest to get to the top. And, yeah. uh, which is why I kind of wanted to get involved with the front office with, uh, Louisiana, because I don't, I, I don't, I didn't know what I didn't know. So, um, you know, learning from, from Ross and Gerald and Jeff, um, are, are invaluable tools, but, you know, you know, who knows? One day, one day, I'd like to take that knowledge and pass it on to somebody else. But, um, but I, you know, it's it's fun to hear your name called, right? It's fun to get that touchdown. It's yeah. uh, it's fun to win that ball game. It's fun to go to the playoffs, uh, and hopefully one day we'll win a championship. So, uh, uh, I guess I love the competitiveness too, other than the the other things we've already talked about. Yeah, and and that's, I think, like I said. It's seeing everything come together. This is your first season, uh, off season, right? Where you're the assistant GM, and I'm pretty sure there were decisions and things that you were part of that helped mold and scope, you know, what you have now in Louisiana. And it, yeah. it's kind of like that's what kind of gets me excited, right? It's putting all these pieces together, getting all these different players together, and 
getting them to mesh and be together, you know, just, just getting them to all be as one is, is awesome to see. And then it's awesome to see right now the players already in the locker room sharing that excitement and being like, we got this, we're going to do this. You know, that's awesome to always see. And I feel like that, that it was one time that I, we were in a, in a chat and then I took a picture of everybody that was on there. And of course it wasn't everybody, right? Cause it was kind of late, but it was a good right. portion, right? When you get like, eight, nine, ten people inside of that locker room chat, you know, kind of just all getting together, it's a lot happening on there. It might not be your whole 20-team 20, 20 roster, but that's a, still a lot happening. And it, it was awesome to kind of see that. I took a picture of that as a GM moment. That was an awesome GM moment for me to see the hard work of two seasons coming together and really showing us what the future may hold um, and help us get to the end goal, which is a championship, just like everybody else. So, I think it's Absolutely. pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got you've got guys. It's an all age groups. You got guys that are super young, and you got guys that are, you know, I'm not gonna say super old, but we're we're getting there. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and to bring uh, all ages together, uh, I don't know, I don't know if Cam had this in mind when he put this thing together, but. Uh, but bringing all walks of life together for for one common goal and one common community uh, is kind of a kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I think I think what Cam wanted expected it to be and where it's at. I think he super seeded that thought a long time ago, right? Um, so I don't know if that's what he expected, but that's what he ended up getting, and he that's what he got, right? Yeah, that's a community that came organically and is every day growing. So. Very interested to see how we look like in another year, right? Um, what has right. been your best SFL memory so far? Uh, I'm, you know, I, I've, I had a breakout game. Um, uh, I think I joined in week five, and uh, it was either week six or seven. Um, the next thing you know, they were calling my name. And we, a lot of people, this was... I believe we were playing Jacksonville, and we had won some some games, and the the who you got and and everybody you know the pickums and all that were, were were picking Jacksonville to beat us. Uh, they're just a run team. They're one dimensional. They're 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 already street or they're nothing else. And uh, uh, Johnny had a freaking an amazing game. I think we I think we went over 500 yards that game. Uh, I looked this up earlier. I'm trying to remember, but. We went over 500 yards that game. I think Johnny threw for like 350 in the air. Um, uh, I had over 100 yards receiving, um, and we shocked we shocked everybody. I think. And, and what was funny was is, is Cam was actually one of the announcers on that game, and he got so excited that I got so excited, and it was um, it was just a memorable moment because. Uh, I think I don't think people knew we we had it all. We just hadn't put it together yet. Yeah, I think uh, when you guys put it together, you guys are a very lethal team. Um, I used to play with. It's a fun fact. I used to play with Reggie Streeter um, when okay. it was the New Orleans Pharaohs. Um, so I remember that he was in there. He was very dominant then, and I think the growth. Because I remember then, and he was dominant, but he wasn't as dominant as he is right now. Right. He is probably the most dominant running back out there. Um, even yeah, in the preseason games, 
right? Which we know preseason games don't really have your real playbook, right? So these are typically just put together just so it's it's there to kind of view team for team, not based on any of the strategy yet, right? And he was cooking. He was cooking. He was he was shaking and baking and it's like he'll make one small cut and you won't see him where he's at and then all of a sudden he just bursts and he's gone. He's gone. So, yeah, he's so gone. it's it's just very uh amazing to see his growth because I played with him when when we were still with the Pharaohs and then seeing that afterwards, um that you know, registrator stayed with with Louisiana, and then got they got one of the uh, talented running backs in the league. I mean, again, you have that with Pickler, you know, mixing it in, and then again, I told you guys your defense really came together with Luther God getting a lot of those sacks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but then you you also had that backfield that was very dangerous to throw on. So I think once you put it all together, you're right. It it, it is becomes a very deadly combo. Um, so you know. The pieces that you added, let's see how they work out because you guys had some pieces that really worked well together last season. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to seeing seeing all that mm-hmm. come together. And, you know, we also get uh, uh, Nathan Blake back as well in the defense. So uh, um, before his suspension, he was uh, – I think he had more interceptions than anybody at the league at the time. So yeah. um, I don't know if I got that fact right or not, but he was having a very dominant season. Uh, at that point, so we we got him back back as well. So um, yeah, I hope I, I only expect us to be better. Yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see. Now, kind of talking about you know you being the assistant general manager, and it sounds like the off season wasn't as crazy if if, if you would have had some rookies, right? But what is your day to day as a uh, assistant general manager? Yeah, and like you said, it's been um, – we were fortunate to have, you know, basically, you know, almost 100% retention come back and um, and then bring on those two, two, those two free agents. Uh, it hasn't been crazy. Um, they're they're kind of – again, this is this – is, um, Ross is kind of taking me under his wing, and he's, uh, you know, teaching me the ways of the – uh, of the of the league, um, so you know a lot, I spent a lot of time uh, you know really kind of uh, doing some things in the locker room. Uh, I like reaching out to the rookies, getting to make relationships with those guys, uh, and I'm sure you know I'm about to start doing some of our. Uh, I've been asked to do some uh, social media things, so I, I only expect my days to get busier and busier. Yeah, <laughs> I think again. When even though your off season gets a little bit like so for us right for Portland we kind of had the same thing right I didn't I, we signed three free agents and then we had only two rookies to really look at now again for every position you still got to talk to like ten twenty people but nine like right. a lot of my stuff was very um, how do I put it it wasn't as crazy as before but then that means I took on more responsibilities. So I took on, right. you know, we were we we signed Ben and KT, and then you know I still wanted to continue there that what they brought to the table, right? Because they had Wildcat wisdom when they were with Chicago, and I and I love that, right? I love what they brought to the league in that standpoint. I felt like, hey, it'd be awesome to let them have their own podcast again, or, or you know, we all have a show together, which is SFL Audible on Mondays. But, you know, they come in and they're such a huge dynamic duo of, of energy and how they bring it to the locker room. And then this whole – they're big helps with this whole 
you know this this podcast thing right um they're really great they you know i told you this week was pto and i was doing something for my wife so i wasn't mm-hmm. on Monday show and uh they held it down they did an amazing job and you know my with those kind of things it makes me take on more responsibilities and then i end up taking more and more and then still having to remember on mondays i have to be on the call with with the ssf and then remembering on wednesdays i got to get on call with the broadcast team <laughs> and on monday i still have to have my show after the SSF, uh, ssf uh meeting and you know so it's again it's a lot going on but because i had such a nice off season which wasn't too bad i was able to get a lot of things done and you you end up switching like now i gotta get all the promo stuff done and tonight once we get off air it's gonna be preparing for the captains that are gonna get announced so it's again a whole process and everything else but it's a lot of fun because you always feel like you're contributing to the team which is pretty awesome exactly uh I, i found the hobby that uh um, I, I thought I was just gonna be a little busy. Um, extremely busy. So, yeah, that, that's what it feels. But see, the thing with you though, because you're such a you're a GM in the SSF with Knox City, I think you you, you it kind of helps out though that on the SFL side it wasn't too too crazy. It gave you a lot of time, and I think you did an amazing job. Like I said, right? If folks don't know you're the general manager of Knox City, and you do a great job there because you had us all like everybody had a spreadsheet. We were able to see everything in order. So one, we got to see the roles that that Eagle posted up and then you went ahead and created a spreadsheet where we could potentially put um, our, our, our progression points. Right. And then we had a conversation. And I think that's the piece that like, honestly, a lot of folks miss, right? Like, so I always kind of, label my not my standards but my better standards and how my first season went with the sfl right i was with like i told you the new orleans pharaohs and it was not the experience i'd ever expect um i barely talked to anybody only talked to xander gold that's why he's my boy um and some other people right but really it was just him and then i come into the locker room and told hey we're not gonna have a team no more gone cut and it and it was really me just seeing Hey guys, bye. Uh, I don't know if I'm coming back or whoever, you know, everybody's kind of giving their goodbyes. And I was just sitting here like, I don't know what to do here. Am I a free agent? But I never really am considered a free agent because I was a non-contracted player. Am I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Like it just, it was honestly a, a, a crappy situation that when I see something that you brought into the SSF and we do that in the SFL. So like it's, I'm pretty sure other teams do it as well, which they sit down and talk and make sure everybody's kind of on the same page with the progression. But I've heard crazy stories. I heard stories of teams not even doing that. They just send the thing and say, Hey, this is where I need you to be. This is what you're going to put in. And the player's right. like, okay, I guess that's what I'm going to do. Right. Like they're not looked at as individuals who can contribute in and outside. Right. And you're not going to help them understand what, you're looking for as well as what you're trying to help them accomplish, but you're not also caring about what they want to do. And then you kind of come up middle ground and grow with each other and and growing that player together. And they feel investment just like you feel investment. So I feel like that's a great thing that you brought into that to, to knock city. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had every, we had the calls every Monday and you and Freddie were very attentive. Dave was okay. Like I joke, right. But nah, (laughs) Dave was awesome too. Right. But, you yeah. guys were always on point, always there, and then it was always a conversation. 
right? And it was just a conversation about what we could do. And then it was a collaboration. And that's the fun part, too, because we might not saw something that Dave saw, but then you see something that Dave might have not seen. And it's just like everybody's kind of helping each other out to bring in the best product ever. And you're right. Knock City season didn't go the way we wanted to. But as you and I know, we were on the bottom for a long time. Yeah, we were on the bottom for a little bit of a time. And look at that, now mid-pack. So... Well, we're yeah, we're four now, but here's yeah. the here's the thing: if we if we win Saturday, and if can't remember the other scenario, but if another team wins, we could theoretically move to second place uh, in two weeks from the bottom. So um, we're we're right in the hunt. Yeah, and that, that's that's what I'm saying. Everything that you've done, and you've been on top of our progressions and sending it like you make it as easy as to us for us as possible because you know we have a lot of things going on outside of this right so it's like you you take that that care and be like hey look i'm gonna type everything up that's just a copy and paste for you guys but it's not like you're just sending it to us and saying here's what it is like it leave it or like it right it's like hey we already talked about it this is what we decided i did the work for you just got to copy and paste it because i understand that life can hit you and that just means a lot for 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 me as a general manager seeing another general manager do that i think that's an amazing job and a really good well, job. I appreciate it. Yeah, I needed some organization in my life. I'm a little bit uh, OCD or, as Dave said, CDO. But uh, um, I needed some organization. Dave needed some organization. And I felt like the organization uh, would benefit the players as well. And it's it was a beta season. It is a beta season. And uh, we're learning. We know what we know what we know what season one is going to bring. And now we know how to really grow our players and the reasons, <clears throat> the reasons why we did some things that sounded good at the time, maybe uh, we won't do next year. I don't know. But uh, at least we have, a, we have a working spreadsheet, a working roadmap as to uh, what we did and how we get better. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, this is the best time to try it. But if that's what you're bringing to Louisiana – I know that your players are going to be definitely happy and I think you're going to definitely make an impact the way that you want to make an impact to every single player in your organization. So you talk about Jeff and and, and Ross and they're two really great outstanding uh, front office folks that I think, again, it's awesome to see Ross moving up because he came in the same class as I did. And then it's really good to see yourself moving up as well. Um, And and under a great coach like him. So, um, do you have any goals that you want to accomplish now that you're the assistant GM of the uh, Louisiana Revolution? Uh, yeah, we won a championship. Um, <laughs> plain and simple, we won a championship. Uh, yeah. the, the, that is the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Now, how many championships yeah. do you want to win, though? How many? I mean, you know, until I get tired of them, I guess. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer, right? It's not a one yeah, and done I mean, situation. Uh, you want to be continuous. You know, it's, you know the, Patri- the Patriots had as many as they wanted until Tom Brady decided he wanted something else, right? Ouch. You know what? Ben's probably listening, and he's probably just uh, just yelling at the screen right now saying, hey, man, <laughs> respect my Patriots. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> again, not, right? Not I guess the Patriots. I'm, I'm not a look, fan, but uh, but they 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 missed out. No, you're right, and, and you know what? Ben's a huge fan of of uh, Cam Newton. He's gonna be sad to see him leave. 
Um, and if he's listening, Ben is probably again yelling at his screen saying, Nelson, you don't know what you're talking about, as always. But <laughs> um, no, you're right. Like, if you look at organizations, and I always put it, uh, <laughs> it looks like you have another question as well, which I'll ask shortly. But um, uh, I'm scared. No, 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 don't be. It, it, it's fine. But I think if you look at teams that have continuousness, like a lot of folks will tell you, hey, I want to get to a championship, which everybody wants to. But then it's, hey, I want to get to a championship and be there every single year. That's a different type of mentality you need to have. Now, the question that Cam Curtis sent was, what are Robo's predictions for his player stats this year? So how do you think your player's going to do? Ah, that's interesting. Um, We we are a run first team. um, And I am a wide receiver three. So... um, uh, stats, I'm not sure of. I know we have a pretty good progression plan in place to uh, to get me where I want to be with you know some with the speed and 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 all the things that I'm, I'm looking for, uh, the catching ability and so forth. But uh, um, yeah, let's let's hope that uh, maybe I re- maybe I'm the return leader this year. I get more uh, more, more yards off returns than uh, oh, how about a how about a, a kick for uh, for six? That'd be great. I'd love to have one of those. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what this year is going to bring because uh, uh, I've never really had a full season, to be quite honest with you. But yeah. um, uh, nor have I been a, a wide receiver before. So uh, I, I, it's only up. It can only go up. It can only go up from here. That's a, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, what have you learned while being in the league? So I know it's been a short period of time, but still. In the short period of time we learned in the SFL, you can learn so much. So what have you learned while being in this league? Yeah, I, you know, everything, and I'm going to talk to the rookies, I guess, but uh, um, those guys are the minors. Um, everything that that these people tell you about um, building relationships and being active in chats and um, making yourself known, I don't mean be uh, you know, the guy who pops up in every conversation, but starting to listen to what has been told. Um, if they, you know, if somebody tells you, you know, reach out to owners, see what they're looking for. And, you know, it, it, it's more about, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's more about you as a person than, than, than it is necessarily what the stats you had on the field. Um, because there's a lot of people who go first round uh, in the draft who probably weren't number one in their position. So, uh, you know, build those relationships and uh, and be a good person out there, and and good things will happen. Uh, the league is the league is it can be controversial at times, uh, very. Um, you know, there's there's always drama. I'd say it's worse than a soap opera sometimes, but uh, uh, <laughs> keep keep uh, keep keep things going forward. Keep positive. Uh, don't get caught up in the in the in the BS and, uh, and enjoy and enjoy your time. I think that's awesome. That that's actually a really good um, thing for rookies, right? Because we talked about it. You don't always get this feedback. You don't always get this advice from everybody, right? That when you get somebody who tells you, and, and this is why I also do the show, so rookies can also listen 
from folks who are already in it to, to get advice and what to do and how to do it. And I think that was awesome that you shared that. Now, before I let you go, Robo, like I do on every show, I always give the last thoughts, words, everything. To my guests, I appreciate you being on tonight. Um, the red, I'm rolling out the red carpet for you. Cameras here, here, here. Go ahead and share, you know, what's going on, any thoughts that you have. The floor is yours. Uh, week one, SFL. Be there. Watch. Enjoy. Watch the Louisiana Revolution uh, take this win, and I'm, I'm going to predict a big win um, on Saturday. Um but but also um, if you if you're a soccer fan, uh, look us up on the SSF. We are hopefully starting season one next uh, in a few months. Uh, we're finishing up our beta season now. It's a lot of fun, as Nelson can attest to. Mm-hmm. Um, Knox City uh, is the team you want to root for. Uh, there's really nobody else playing uh, in this league except for Knox City. Um, everybody everybody is generic. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> And stay scruffy. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you again, Robo. Look, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out tonight to be on the show. I definitely do appreciate it. If you ever want to come back, please do so. And I'm going to share one thing before you go. It, every time I hear Louisiana Revolution, I always think of Prince and the Revolution. And then, like, oh, how yeah. flamboyant and everything else. So I kind of I feel like it fits because you got Johnny. You got some pretty guys out there who who put it all out there. But I think I always think of it on like the revolutions coming and then I always think of that scene. But anyways, thank you again for having a being here with me tonight, bro. Well, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you a little later, all right? All right, man. Thanks for the time. All right, no problem. Thank you. So thank you to Robo for being on the show. I do want to introduce our next guest, and because this person is part of the Portland fleet, we have to do it properly. So welcome me in. Uh, bringing in our rookie cornerback, number 24 in the draft, and on the 24th show tonight, Leo Morris. Leo, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Can you hear me just fine? I can hear you perfectly fine. You're coming through loud and clear. Um, I appreciate you making the time out, right, because I know of work and everything else, and you being located on mountain time. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah being able to be here tonight and uh this is really exciting right um i always talk about how folks really like nobody knows who you are right and i love it i think um the character you bring on and off the field and your player has shown to be in positions right and you came from a a star-studded um or an organization in the minors that i respect which is you know uh, madison right madison with birdo and everybody over there um I think you bring an amazing into the league. And I think there's a great opportunity for maybe some of these reviewers being like why they choose Leo to really show why we chose you. Um, because I think you bring so much to the locker room since, since we drafted you, you've been in, you know, uh, uh, the locker room with us. You've been jumping on voice chats and, you know, being that type of, of player that we know you were going to be. And it's really exciting to see you coming together and your debut showing up on Sunday, which I hope you're so excited about. But I thought this would be a great opportunity to really get you out there for folks to be look out, be on the lookout for Leo Morris, right? Shout out, yes, uh, definitely, man. Um, I, again, appreciate the chance to even be on the show. Uh, it's an honor to even be on the show on the team. Um, it's been an amazing experience since I got here, especially for me to be so new 
uh, everybody's came in with open arms and kind of kind of welcomed me, man. So it's been it's been a fantastic experience since I got here. So I'm I'm hyped, man. And, and gang days right around Sunday. Woof, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Yeah, it's 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 it can't come any sooner. And uh, you know that that kind of what you said there. It's, it's been an amazing experience ever since. Like this show originally started to give a platform for the Portland Fleet members, right? Um, because we had so many rookies that came in, not every single rookie was able to inter- be on like Ashley Jackson's show, you know, the uh, SFL Nights with AJ Stryker or Dave Axis, you know, Axis Live or Coach's Corner. Like there were content creators out there, but not everybody could get to everybody. It becomes very difficult. So the original thought was to create this for rookies to be able to come on here for anybody honestly to come up in here but it gave my portland fleet members a direct hey our gm has a show and i'd be happy to go on there to represent not just myself but the portland fleet organization altogether. so this was made for you and i'm really happy to hear that because that was important to me was the experience that since you came on the experience has been awesome so really great to hear that and i'm so excited to kind of hear about you so why don't you share a little bit with our guests or with our fans listening, a little bit about Leo Morris. Uh, yes, yeah, so I uh, was originally born in Texas. Uh, Leo Morris is uh, actually my, my father's name. Uh, he's going through a little bout with cancer, so uh, during this COVID stuff, um, I went ahead and named the player after him uh, just to kind of get him into something or get his mind off everything. So, uh, We've been kind of watching everything together, kind of watching the player grow, so it's been kind of excellent. Uh, me, myself, I'm from uh, just an IT background. Uh, I've always played all of the 2Ks um, from basketball, football. They had a little college game, I think, on PS2, like a long time ago that I used to play. Uh, I'm 36, so I've kind of ran through all the, the systems. So uh, yeah. when I saw that there was a lead, that had 2K8 as the system running, it, it kind of caught my interest. So I had to see what it was about. Um, I think the documentary is what I caught first. Um, yeah. And that just kind of dragged me into the league, man. It was, it's, it's been awesome. So. That's amazing. And I'll, first things first, the cancer situation, right? So um, that's yeah. it's very tough to hear that, right? Um, cancer is a, is a tough subject for me. Uh, Leo for you to know because I lost my mother to cancer um, oh, so it, it's it's all good bro it, it, it's it's unfortunately part of life right um, but for your father who's fighting it um, all my blessings and love go to him um, I know how difficult it is and if you ever need to talk I'm always here bro because honestly that cancer situation really took a toll on how I see life, but it honestly gave me an ability to say, hey, I need to, and my, I lost my mother at a young age too. My mom died at 40. So it, it again impacted me in a way where I had to figure out to grow up, right? And, and do the things that I want to do now, because if not, life is not guaranteed. As sad as that sounds, right? But it allowed right. me to have a sense of understanding now and, and cancer sucks. And uh, Jeff Gagne had something for cancer as well um, where he was raising up money for, for research and stuff like that and there's some folks in this league as well who who, are, who have parents or loved ones that are going through that and just know that you're not alone I know that sucks but it's awesome right. to know that this player is created for your father to uh, 
be able to enjoy and and you guys are able to enjoy this as a family which i'm gonna tell you the number one thing for me is family i will do anything for my wife i'll do anything for my family i'll do anything for her family family is the number one for me right. so when i hear these kind of things where you're doing this together as a family it means that much more um so i'm really happy to uh, have that shared experience here on, on the team with us so getting to the piece of the sfl though how did you like so you were looking up things for 2k is that what you're saying or how did you end up getting to being where you're at now so how do we get from finding the league to being on the team to finally being drafted well so um i think i watched the big uh, the documentary like super early um i caught it before everything else and i was like oh that's pretty cool you know what i mean it seems like a cool little hobby uh but i kind of pushed it to the side you know but you know youtube's uh almighty algorithm kind of brought it back into my system where i had a game that i had no idea i was like oh they're streaming on youtube okay this is cool um, so i watched like one game and then watched another and watched like three or four other games and i was like oh man this is super interesting so calling my dad on the phone like pops yo you gotta check this out and he's not a video game head he's been playing i guess like tech mobile for years i don't know if a lot of people know tech mobile that's old school stuff so (laughs) uh but he's been playing that for years so i was like okay you know it's a little video game you know check it out see what's going on it's like oh that's pretty cool it's pretty cool so I was like, no, I'm I'm about to get him interested. And he's going through all this stuff. We were going through a bunch of stuff at the time. So, uh, yeah, I was like, no, I'm I'm just going to make the jump. I got to see what I got to do. And, of course, you hear the announcement all the time. You know, uh, if you're interested in making an impact, go ahead and hit the number. So, I hit hit the number. Uh, Got dropped into Madison uh, with my pop's name and everything. And, uh yeah, just started sharing the games with him. I was like, hey, look what he's out there doing. And my dad's an old football head, so he was, like, giving him tips. Like, no, he ain't out there running fast enough. Uh, he need to be out there making more coverage. How come he ain't making the plays? And I was like, okay, possibly. You know, but I know he's interested if he's critiquing. So uh, he's now going to be steady watching. I think I'm, I'm sending him a helmet this weekend. So he, he's pretty hyped about that. So uh, we're all ready for the season to start. Well, I appreciated that it's a family event, right? Like even in my house. Um, so I took a picture recently, right, of me in the Portland sweater and the, and the helmet, right? And uh, that was right. supported and, and taken by my lovely wife. And it's a it's a family event when you know she'll ask me, "Hey, baby, you got somebody lined up for the show, or did you finish your questions, or what are you working on here and there and everything, right?" So it's it's a family event for me. So and my dad too. My dad, my dad's not a soccer uh, like a, a football type of person. He watches more soccer, and I know he wouldn't really. I could probably be like dad tune in, but he probably wouldn't really be paying attention unless I was there. But he even asked too. He's like, "How's the team going? How's this? How'd your draft go?" And I told him, "Hey, we got a linebacker and a cornerback. I'm really excited on having." So it ends up being a family affair, and it's awesome to hear that. I hope your dad hears the show, or he is listening. If not, he can hear it back. But. I do want to tell him I appreciate his support as much as well uh, around the Portland fleet it means a lot to us. Trust me. Um, but then we get into Madison and then from there, how did your, how did the draft process kind of go from there and then getting you to Portland? Oh, um, so the draft process, man, it has been a wild ride to be honest with you. Um, 
I wasn't honestly looking to be drug. Like I was expecting, like, oh, I hope they put me back on Madison next year. You know what I mean? Like I, I was. We had a, so many great, t- like Big K, Mary, shout out to her, uh, William Valier, I think he was out there, Hubba Kimbrough, like, oh my God, Dan Tritz. Like there's so many good players on that team where I was like, oh yeah, these guys are gonna gonna go far in the league. So I was just kind of cheerleading them on, like, hey man, I can't wait to see y'all play in the league. You know, you watch your boy in the minors, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> then I got the call uh, from Jacob. And, like, a few other people hit me up. But, you know, I'm thinking, like, oh, well, not, you know, whatever. Shaking it off. So, I wasn't really thinking about it as taking it too serious. But, uh, Jacob let me know. Like, hey, no, we seriously think about taking you, man. Like, you know what I mean? Look for, look for the call, you know? And uh, yeah. I don't know if he knows. But he, he called me when I was at work. Yeah. And I was like, what's my phone? I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, but I'm watching the draft and I'm like yelling at all my like all my uh, coworkers like, yo, bro, my dude might get drafted. You know, watch your boy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but just kind of jokingly, you know, around the store. So everybody, you know, like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. I go, don't touch business. So uh, when he called, I was like, yo, wait, you, you serious? You about to draft me now? But well, we have to chop it up for a little bit. Uh, I hate that I had to rush him off the phone, but I had to rush him off the phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was excited, man. I was running around the store like, yo, I drafted first round. What you mean? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Heard the playback. I didn't hear the playback until later on. Like, oh, well, you know, who's Morris? I don't know who this guy is. But I expected that. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of film out there on Morris, so. Uh, I expect that. There's, there's no thing, but you know, when when I get in the league, we get we get to show up. Yeah, we get to show up. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a lot of like I'm excited to see how your player does, right? I mean, he's six three, right? So a six three person in the nickel doesn't make like a lot of folks don't see that, but you're quick. Like I think you're maxed out on your speed. You, like there's a lot of things that you're going to be keeping up with people. So imagine if I'm keeping up with you and I'm six three. Um, yeah. there's a little bit of a problem, right? You better be having some hops. If you don't, then you, you're not going to get over you. And, and I've seen that you've been in positions uh, to be in that position to make an impact. And again, you, you're an investment. We understand that we, we believe in our, in every single player that's on our team. And you're, you're coming into two rookies from last season who did amazing in Chris Stotch and Derek major. So I think you're going to be a company with some really good talent around you. And they understand that it's going to be growing, but your growth is going to be so quick. And, I, and I'm really excited to see how you end up uh, being. But it's awesome to hear how that, that was your, your draft experience, right? Uh, and that it made such a huge impact that you ran around the store telling folks, like uh, two of my friends got drafted that night in uh, Renard Smith and, and Josh Gill. And uh, they were the same way, right? Ecstatic, happy, exciting, and it's so awesome to be able to give somebody that opportunity that you're going to remember. I didn't get to get drafted, unfortunately. So that opportunity probably won't happen, but um, it, it's really awesome to, to see that that was your experience. And I'm really happy that we were able to give that to you. Uh, we wanted to speak to you just to make sure you were ready, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad <laughs> we were able to get you on the phone and, and draft you right there. So that's pretty awesome. Now, what's a fun fact about you that nobody really knows about? I, I always like to, get through the person before we get to the to the player player side but you know what's a fun fact about you that nobody knows about um 
Oh, uh, I got a. Uh, I have two short pinky toes on my right foot. Like that's kind of weird. Right? Like two small <laughs> pinky toes. Like it's the strangest thing. I wear socks all the time. I'm a little self-conscious about it, but uh, it's all good, man. I always say my feet quick around the turn. You know what I mean? I can, I can dip on somebody. <laughs> quick on the pivot. <laughs> quick uh, on the pivot. You know? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, the two two small toes, man. A lot of people know I got the, got the two pinky toes. Look, it's okay, right? I always tell people my fun fact is that I have a double jointed toe on my left toe, my left foot only, um, which is my big toe. So it's all right. Somehow, some way, it gets into body parts and toes. Greg Soto uh, Soto tell, told me he has six fingers, so I guess appendages and things of that sort are what we all bring up. <laughs> but it it's is very the weird thing. Like, like not a lot of people know about stuff like that, like your 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 weird little body parts. So. I mean, it is. It shows humility, though, on who you are as a person to share a um, what may other people may see as a flaw. You see it as something cool to share, and, it, and it, I'm gonna tell you, I share that with everybody, and it always gets them to kind of relax a little bit and be like, okay, this person is is a person just like I am, and he's sharing something weird like this. I'm a, I, I respect that. So, uh, thank you for sharing that fact. People are gonna know now. Uh, you know, you, you're gonna get all this speed because you got two short toes you know <laughs> yeah i'm looking uh, i'm looking forward to the memes man that's gonna be great <laughs> it's all good man so what so we get you we go through that draft process right so what attracted you to portland like what did you say when we when you went through the process right because you spoke to me you spoke to al and then you spoke to jacob right so it was you were chosen by all three of your leadership so what attracted you to portland um overall um, honestly, just chopping it up with you guys. Uh, Jacob was real welcoming, uh, super understanding, and knowing that I was super new at all this stuff. Um, so he was willing to me to walk walk through a lot of the process with me. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, y'all seemed like y'all had a great, uh, like I guess, energy. You know what I mean? I say pretty cool. Everybody seemed like the locker room was going to be pretty chill if it was a reflection of who I was talking to in leadership. So, uh, and that is the case. Um, yeah, everybody in the locker room is super chill that I've met. Coach Mel, awesome. Uh, you know what I mean? John, awesome. Uh, everybody really just in a chat. Bob, Funk, you know what I mean? We, we, uh, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of characters in there, man. I like all of them. You know, it was super chill. So uh, when I was talking to y'all before, I kind of felt that beforehand. And I don't want to be anywhere that I was going to be super uncomfortable. But have to make it a job to... Uh, to, you know, make a connection with people, you know, so. Yeah, and I always felt like that was important to share during the the rookie, you know, conversations is to share how our locker room is, right? Because um, it's not a demanding locker room, and it takes some adjustment to understand that. And what I mean by demanding is we don't expect every day for you to be like, hey, I got to drop something in this locker room, right? Because you have real life. But what we just want is when we do need you, that we have that support. On game days, we have the support, and everybody kind of feels as one. And you don't feel like it's an overwhelming. Or you look at your phone, and, man, somebody is ranting in the locker room. And you're like, dude, I don't got time for this, <laughs> you know? And that's the part that we really do enjoy, that we know that, again, we respect your lives as, as you guys respect ours. But we come together as a team. And it's a team that you're not going to go into the locker room, see something like that, and be like, man, my whole day is blown because now so-and-so is going off. And, 
you know, it's 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 creating such an atmosphere. Like you won't have that. You'll have people who are who understand the process, who are here for the long haul, that are like, hey, we're gonna do this as a team. And you got people from all walks of life, but you have people who are, are real leaders and men in that organization. Really excited to introduce who's gonna be the captains this evening. Um Either this evening or tomorrow morning, depends on how quickly I can get this stuff done, the promo, but uh, it would be awesome for you guys to see who your captains this season, because I think each one of those individuals bring uh, a lot to the table. So, what do you enjoy most about being with the fleet? Uh, really just the camaraderie of guys, man. It's, uh, the locker room is awesome. Everybody's always supportive, uh, kind of checking up on people throughout the day, man, and uh, that goes farther than most people know. I know I'm not a super huge chatter. Uh, I'll be lurking. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll be lurking a lot. Um, but uh, I see all y'all. Just want to let you know. I see all y'all. Most of the time I'm lurking because I'm working and I can't really do too much. But um, yeah, y'all are always cool. Everybody's chill. Everybody's like really. Uh, they got their head and their heart in this team, man. And I like that. Uh, it's, yeah. It makes the experience that much more better. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. That that new view of coming into the locker room is awesome. And I'm going to tell you, if you got the chance to hear, I kind of share how my experience was. And I was a non-contracted player and didn't really have the experience I wanted, per se, right? Because I didn't feel like I could contribute or I didn't feel like I was like, you know how you got that big old, hey, welcome? Not, I didn't get a welcome. Right. And if I did, it was probably like two people like, oh, welcome. But because I was a non-contracted right. player... I'm sure many didn't see me as like a contributor per se. Um, but then that, that kind of made me feel alienated. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't know if this is really for me. Like I was about to leave the SFL as a whole because the experience wasn't for me. Right. Or how that team corresponded. And when I became a general manager, I said, I'll make sure none of my players feel that same way that they get the support, they get the things that they need. But at the same time too, it's a welcoming experience and you feel like, Hey, you're part of a brotherhood or part of a, a family per se, uh, versus being, you know, in a locker room that you cannot, you can't relate, you know, you can't relate. Like I've been in those locker rooms where I had ranters. I had been in locker room where people couldn't be mature during a loss. Um, I had locker room experiences. Like I said, like you're trying to bring people up and people are just putting you to the side, like whatever. Right. Like, Oh, you say we can be better next week? Okay. You know, and I'm just like, nah, like you got if you don't believe in it, then it's not gonna happen. So I just think again, you coming in and seeing that, it's awesome because in two seasons we were able to do that. And that was a lot of hard work. Um and I think even bringing it up to you, right? Like you even said it, you were like, Hey, I don't have much tape. I went through that shows that I went through that whole list. Right? Yeah, there was something we were trying to accomplish, right? Which bringing in somebody we believed in who was under Chris Stott so Chris could still grow and still be the number two cornerback, right? Because it's only fair. We drafted Chris last season and we drafted Derek last season. They are one and twos, and they've always been advocates and leaders for us out there and saying, hey, I'm Portland until I die. So it's not fair for me to go up to them and say, hey, dude, guess what? The rookies came out better than last season, so you're going to have to take a bump down a nickel uh, but we believe in you. Like that conversation cannot really happen, and doesn't doesn't make anybody feel like you really believe in me if you bump me for somebody else, right? right. So finding right. that and trying to find that perfect mix of somebody who has a great personality, somebody who has a player that we can build that has a, a foundation that's good now, and oh by the way, also be under Chris Dodge. Like you were that 
perfect, but that took work because I had to go through all the people <laughs> to get to you, right? And I'm pretty sure other GMs would have been like, "What's the point of talking to him on the bottom if he don't he he barely has anything and he's on the bottom of the list?" But look, guess what? If you don't do your due diligence, you make you miss great people like yourself. So I think again. That shows the dedication and hard work that I made sure to put in to every single individual pick. And I tell every single folks, and you'll hear from Mel, from Al, and from uh, Jacob, you were selected, hand-selected as a group. It wasn't like somebody came up and said, oh, yeah, we're taking Leo, and that's it. Like, Jacob didn't come and said, that's all, that's what we're doing, and I don't care which I had to say. No, you were selected by each and every front office member. So that means that you can talk to anybody and they're going to show you love because we chose you. It wasn't a battle. It wasn't a fight. It wasn't any of that stuff. We came together because we all had the same belief. So being on the same page was really important as, as a front office staff. And then having our team members coming in, feeling that same kind of energy, like we're all on the same page. There's a great place to be and a place that I want to continue being for seasons and seasons to come because the, the goal is to keep this team together as long as possible. So what I learned is if you can do that, you can really have a really dangerous team and it's going to stick together always every season to be dominant. That's why you see people like Denver, Louisiana, Vancouver. I mean, Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls never loses anybody, right? This is the first season I've seen them lose anybody. Like, those are the teams that you hear. Baltimore, right? Last season's champions. Stay together. If you stay together, that's the secret sauce to getting yourselves competitiveness and, and, and continuity, which is what everybody wants. So, overall, so we can kind of let go of the draft. What were your thoughts of the draft overall? How did how did how did that whole experience pan out for you? And what were your overall thoughts of how the draft went out? Not just you as a player, but you you being drafted, but the overall experience of just the experience. Uh, the experience overall was amazing. Uh, like I said, I was rooting for my teammates. Like I was uh, trying to check and see where all my teammates were going to go and what games I was going to have to watch then. So uh, uh, being a part of a, of a good locker room uh, kind of makes you root for the for the team for your for your players just to succeed even in the league if they're if they're leaving. I mean, it's just I don't know. It, it it grew on me more than I thought it was going to grow on me. Uh, were to the point where I was actually like sneaking to watch the draft for I think it was a couple of hours like it, was, it took a while so um, yeah it was just an amazing experience to even be part of it uh, to be surprised drafted at the end of it like it, it's, it was just a great experience all the way around uh, cheering on my teammates seeing where everybody went the people that I performed against in the league not for long mind you but uh, <laughs> you know it was it was uh it was nice. It was nice. So. That's awesome. So what made you choose cornerback when you had the options of choosing? Was that something presented to you or did you, like, what made you choose to be a cornerback? Uh, honestly, it was one of the positions that were open. Um, all the star, like, the fancy positions were already kind of taken. So, uh, I just went by my boss' position at that point. He played cornerback and a little free safety in high school. So, uh, well, might as well match him up all the way. So. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And did you model your player after your dad specifically, or did you bring in some other influence as well to overall create your player? Uh, well, I want to say specifically uh, to all of his hyped-up stories about his high school grandeur. Um 
So, like, I'm trying to make them super fast and a heavy hitter. Uh, those were, like, old 70 games, so there's probably not no film where I can get some actual proof. Uh, <laughs> if he hears me say that, he's probably going to curse me out. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a little bit of Deion Sanders, a little bit of my pops. I just wanted to go out there and perform uh, and make big plays for the team. You know, uh, wherever, wherever they need me to do to perform, that's what I'm doing. Nice, nice. And Dion is, is such a great player. You know, Dion is more known for his cowboy days, but he did kind of dwell in other places. Uh, he had a stint with the 49ers. He had a stint with the with the Washington football team. So Dion's been around. And then, you know, also when he was originally drafted by Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, yeah. Right. So he has his Taylor history, but what he left on the field is amazing. And, um, I'm pretty sure those are pretty good role models to build your player around. Now, what what would you what advice would you give uh, to rookies now that you're getting into your rookie season? Yes, but you went through the draft process, you went through everything. So, what advice do you give to rookies in this upcoming uh, season 17 draft and so on and so forth? What what advice do you give them? Um. It's kind of hard for me. Uh, like I feel a little bit. Like I, I try to be humble. It's hard for me to be a rookie and tell some rookies exactly what they're supposed to do. Uh, but truth be told, and just enjoy the game. Um, progress your players so you can go out there and and, and make big plays, man. And uh, try to enjoy your locker room uh, as a rookie. Um, just kind of you know do what you can to perform. Uh, on and off the field, uh, I didn't do as much and as I thought I should be doing, and people still pick me up. Like, look, look at me uh, I'm in the SFL. So, like, just uh, just make sure you just progress. Uh, do what you coach. Just like, go out there and just have fun, man. Play, play, and watch the game and enjoy the game. Don't don't make it make it a hobby, not a job. You know. That's a great advice, though. Nonetheless, that's still great advice. So, I think rookies. Knowing that, and, and again, this is also advice for GMs that if you're hearing this, you know, doing that due diligence, and I know a lot of these GMs do, but you know, still anybody who aspires to be a GM too, sometimes going down there and doing the due diligence work and speaking to every individual really matters. Um, and I'm going to tell you, there were some folks that didn't hit me back. There were some folks that hit me back a little bit later, but I went through each and every um, player to ensure that they got the, the opportunity to interview and to show who they were and then, you know, looking at their build and everything else, kind of putting two to two together to find the perfect scenario, which um, I always talk about during the show, like, hey, Leo was, was not just like, hey, a random guy chosen. Like he was, he went through the interview process just like anybody else. We looked at his stats, we looked at his build and he fit everything we wanted as well as having a great personality that fits the locker room. So um kind of looking into your rookie season as well as your career right what do you got goals for yourself for this season and then your career overall um so uh in the season you know i mean we just want to steady progress we want to we want to make sure we get stronger uh uh honestly as a as in a career goal i just want to be the hardest hitting most fair cornerback uh, in the league, I'm pretty sure as any cornerback that's in the league, I'm trying to be. Uh, I, I don't want you throwing to my side. Like, I don't want you thinking before you throw to my side. Uh, regardless of what the stats are, um, I just want my player to perform. You know what I mean? So uh, hopefully, he goes out there and makes a name for himself, uh, so my pops can uh, be yelling his name at the screen uh, as well as myself. <laughs> uh, but 
I just want uh, I just want to you know just have fun at the end of the league. Uh, I enjoy all the content that everybody puts out. I haven't been listening to it a lot since I've been drafted because you know got a lot of murmurs out there. You know what I mean? Got to shut the got to shut the, <laughs> the sound off. So, uh, but yeah, uh, well, I'm just uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the season starting. My goals for now is just to win this season, and then after that, win next season, and then after that, you know, etc. That's perfect. That's perfect. And I hear you hitting the Birdman uh, with the uh, hand rub. So I'm very excited to see uh, what we end up getting this season with you and, and for the rest of your career. Now, uh, what are you excited most about this season? So what gets you excited about this upcoming season 16? Uh, just being on the field, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. I get to see a lot of my uh, ex teammate play, like plays and stuff, man. It's just I don't know. I get to dig into a lot of the lore uh, this season to see like a lot of these legends that's been playing for a long time that are out here doing big things. I get to be on the field with them, and it's gonna be it'll be great, man. I'm just looking forward to the to the season story to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think I think seeing everything come together is the most exciting piece. To see you hit the field, uh, to see Gary hit the field, to see KT hit the field first time as a Portland Fleet member, to see Ben hit the field as a Portland Fleet member, to see Zeke and his and his player come out and and and, and, and you know put on for the fleet, and then everybody else like it. it as a GM, from my standpoint, is just seeing all you guys come together because you guys were all simulated together worked with together like this was like a lot of hard work season first season was a lot i price didn't go to sleep until like two three in the morning this draft was a little bit easier because it was only two uh, uh positions we were looking at but still the work was still done and put in and everything else and i'm just excited to see what each and every one of you guys come in and bring to the table because what we see here is going to be growth every single season after that. So that's what I'm really excited about. Now, what was your best SFL M memory when you were in the minors? Oh, uh, that's kind of tough, man. Uh, just uh, for right now, since it's so early, uh, the best experience is just seeing him out on the field for the first game. It was just amazing to go, just see him running around and, and making plays, uh, just watching like, oh, okay, we need to improve that. Like, you know, just watching, just just watching the games and knowing that I was a part of it was like amazing. And then you get to know all your 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 squad mates that's with you, and you see them out there making big plays, and then you're chatting with them in the locker room. And I don't know, man. The whole SFL and experience was just great. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic. So yeah, and now it's leaking over into the SFL. So it's, it's yeah, I feel like it's going to be great as well this year. I mean, I think the SFLM is a great addition, and it helps you kind of transition a lot smoother. Uh, my transition wasn't that smooth to getting into the league, but when I went back into the minors, went through that whole experience, being in the locker room, getting to be partnered up with a great mind. At that time, it was Ben Jackson. Shout out to my man, Ben. And, you know, I got to see what it really could potentially be, and it was a really good process to teach rookies how to be pros in the majors and it also gives an experience where you already see how to be in a locker room so now when you're in a locker room you know how to move and engage so you're not as nervous or whatever the case may be so i think that's pretty awesome now do you have a message for your teammates as well as your fans of the portland fleet anything any message to those specific people or anybody you like to share 
Uh, well, the fans, hopefully I get a couple more, you know what I mean? Hopefully y'all don't see me out there performing. Uh, but me out of the way, uh, shout out to every single one of my teammates. You guys are amazing. Um, y'all have, uh, y'all, y'all brighten my day more than y'all think, man. Um, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are doing some great things in that locker room. Uh, Bob, uh, Jacob's always in there. Uh, John, Sean, there's so many people that I can't even think of the names of right now because I'm so new. But, and I don't want to mess anybody's stuff up, but y'all guys are <laughs> fantastic. I can't wait to hit the field with you guys. We're going to make big plays. We're going to do big things. And uh, I'm just ready for the season to start, man. I'm ready, ready to get that no flood zone out there, man. Let's, let's do some things. I think I think definitely you came to a defense that was one of the best in passing. So I think you got a great teammates behind you. And uh, I'm pretty sure they, they believe in the same sentiment you just shared. So um, what are your predictions for season 16? Um, anything you want to predict uh, going into this new season that starts tomorrow? Um, I don't know, man. I'm too new to make predictions. The only thing I can predict is a bunch of wins on our side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so besides that, uh, wins, wins, and more wins. Um, that's really all I predict, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, until everything shows us otherwise, you know, we 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 win it. That's my prediction. That's a good prediction right there. That's a good one. And and like I said, man, like from the bottom of my heart, I want to say any anybody who joined the fleet, like we, that means so much to us, right? Like you believe in it, you believe in the message. I'm sure people were like, yo. Portland finished two and ten. Like, why would you want to go there? It's because you see the work that's being put in. You see what we're trying to accomplish with the people that we're trying to accomplish it with. And if we selected you, you don't got to worry about oh, am I got a home here or not? You you have a place. You have a place to play. And as long as you believe in us, like we believe in you, we'll be in a great position. And I'm so excited because this kind of completes it. And, and and again, you don't know what the foreseeable future is, right? We have some things in real life that can kind of cause something to happen in this life, right? In, in the SFL life. Sure. So we can completely understand that. But if we're able to keep our team together, not because they're leaving us because they want to try out this team or go to that team or whatever case, but they're here because they understand that they want Portland to win and win consistently because that's the goal. I want Portland to always be contenders because I look at the teams like Sioux Falls, Denver, uh, Louisiana, Vancouver, like Baltimore, right? Atlanta. Like I look at these teams, and I'm like, man, what is like if they're sticking together, they're gonna be deadly, and they're always coming out being on top. So when you see that, and you hear a lot of the vets sharing that, that to me, that's what I'm so excited about because I feel like the team I have now is the team I'm gonna carry into season 17, 18, and 19, and hopefully by that time we got championship for season, you know. The next, the season's coming up, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, until the day that we're like, yo, we're done, right? But until then, I want to keep that consistency, and I want to always have my foot on the pedal and on my foot on, on, on opponents next to show that we mean business. And I'm so excited to have you doing that. And you already matched the intensity and the mindset that we want to have is just win, win, win. So before we end this and everything, Leo, the floor is yours, right? I'm rolling out the red card before you. Cameras in front of you, side of you, everywhere else, right? But uh, any last thoughts you want to share, anything you want to bring up, the floor is yours, my man. Oh, oh well, uh, we're being put in front of the spotlight so soon, uh, but I appreciate uh, all of the fleet members. Um, I appreciate you, Nelson, for having me on the show. All the listeners, man, uh, 
this is going to be an awesome season. Everybody stay tuned. If you're new to this and you're somehow hearing this on the rando, like, hey, come, come join us. We out here having fun, man. Um, uh, I just hope everybody has a blessed day and be good, man, honestly. Uh, thank you for having me again, man. Isn't it's not a problem, Leo? Like I, I was so excited to finally have this happen. I know your schedules don't necessarily match with mine, right? But this time today it did, and it's 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 an honor to have you because you're right. There was a lot of members, you know, a lot of mm, people kind of side talking, right, um, about our decision. But hopefully they see why we made the decision, right? You have our mindset, you have our mentality, you you know what we're looking for in our locker rooms. Nobody wants to sit here and 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 come into a locker room that isn't welcoming, nor do you feel like it's such a a job, like you said, right? Like, you feel like you're going to work. Like, nah, this is a place for you to enjoy and, and, and be part of that atmosphere and that family. And you can see that your leadership, too, it really matters, right? Like, we, we just sent out a survey to say, hey, vote for your captain. It wasn't like we came and said, this is the captain. Right. No, the team chooses the cap- captain. So that shows that your belief in your team, whether you're a captain, you're chosen as a captain, it means that you were voted by. It wasn't just so happen or you're just cool with the GM or you're cool with the owner, so you just got it. Nah, y'all were voted. And guess who did the counting? I did. And I had to triple check my work because I suck at math. But I still made sure that I gave my players an opportunity to have a voice in this league because without our players, we cannot be here and vice versa. So it's just sharing some of the pieces from your GM. And again, this won't be the last time. I'm so excited to see what you do this season and going forward. Tell your pops, I said thank you again for his support. And, uh, you know, shout outs to the OG Leo Morris um, out yeah, there. Back. Definitely do appreciate you um, and appreciate you having that support with your son for the team. So with that being said, Leo, you have a wonderful night. Uh, I'll be in, in talks with you tonight as well. Uh, but you have a wonderful evening. Thank you again. Thank you again for having me. No problem. So, again, guys, great night tonight. I am so happy. Uh, Shout-outs to Robo, my guy. Uh, Phenomenal job. Phenomenal guy. If you are going to join the SSF, look at Knox City because you'll have great leadership there with Dave, Freddie, and Robo. Great guys. Um, And then, you know, shout-outs to Leo, man. Like, I finally got him on here I'm so happy about it because he's such a great guy. And to hear the backstory and everything else, I mean, shows you the character that he brings as well and the excitement. And he understands what we're trying to accomplish, just like everybody else in the, in the league is trying to accomplish as well. So with that being said, guys, week one starts tomorrow. Be excited. Be happy. Shout out to all my Portland fleet. St. Louis, I hope you're ready for the smoke. We coming. And again, have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday on SFL Audible with KT Ben and myself. And with that being said, you have a wonderful evening. Good night. And what we're going to go out with is the song that plays every single time, every single Sunday, every single war time. The Portland Fleet's unofficial, official war song for the game. We ready. And I'll talk to y'all guys later on this week. Have a good night. Go and do it. You must have gone back.
Boy, 